2: Hello and welcome to episode 661 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What is going on, everyone? Happy Monday. It's great to be back into the swing of things. And what an epic, epic weekend in the NFL, guys. NFL Week 2. OMG, who let the dogs out? That's what I want to know. Is this the real Caesars Palace? Uh, But seriously, guys, dogs had an epic day, 8-3-1 ATS, six outright wins. A couple that, uh, and I was seeing this on Twitter, like if you had live-lined a couple of these teams that were down, like Miami. Miami, I took them plus three and a half. Some books got down to three. I'm like, okay, they're down big early. And I'm like, yeah, we're not getting this one. But never give up on a play too early. Tua, Miami. Something's going down in South Beach. This team's got something special here. Baltimore obviously choking it away, but if you had live line Miami when they were down, an epic hit there. The Jets, the J-E-T-S Jets, 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 Jets unbelievable. They were down big two. They come back and win late with Flacco. They were a six-point dog, and they won outright 31-30. Could have live line them. Obviously, I'm saying you could have done these things. I didn't expect to do it. I didn't do it, but I know some people might have. Uh, and then the other one, what was the other big comeback uh, win? I think there was one more. Oh, uh, there was a big, obviously, upset there with Dallas getting plus seven, Uh, a bunch of other comebacks here. You know, um, the Giants think there's a bunch of teachable moments, uh, especially with the Giants dancing with the one who brung you. Uh, That's uh, something that I always think about. So I was on the Giants on the money line, and obviously late movement did go to Carolina. If you guys notice, it flipped to Carolina minus one. But sticking with my original bet, that's something that I'm always looking toward. And Oh, oh the other one. I was so I was blanking there. The other one that was an epic come from behind was Arizona. So I actually was leaning uh, Vegas there. I didn't play it, but they were like minus 2.5, all the way up to minus 5.5. They're up big early, and obviously Twitter was roasting these people who were popping champagne in the third quarter when you're up by 20. And then Kyler Murray, some unbelievable plays there late. You know, I'm not a big Murray fan, but he showed me something last night with that throw the two-point conversion to A.J. Green, but... Uh, big comfort behind the win there with Arizona. So just an unbelievable day, guys. Uh, Dogs 8-3-1 ATS, six outright wins. Um, we're going to go over some teachable moments, obviously, from the weekend. I also want to hit on some unders here, guys. Unders 8-4-1, and very quietly. Unders are now 21-9 on the year, 70%. Another primetime under hit last night with the Bears and the uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, we're going to walk through obviously what we learned uh, from NFL Sunday, what we can take away, whether you had a good day or not. And I know if you're a contrarian better, you had a good day because these dogs are really barking. And the sports books reported one. Uh, obviously, there's only been two weeks here, but reported their best week of the season. A huge win there for the books in the house. And that's why, as a contrarian better, you don't have this antagonistic relationship with the books. Like sometimes when I go on Twitter, you know, I'll see people like, let's crush the books, let's kill the books. It's like okay, I get it. You know that's coming from mostly public betters who lose more often than they win, and you know they want some revenge, and it feels like the books are always taking their money. So I get that. But if you flip it and you're a contrarian better like me, you learn to bet against the public because more often than not, the public loses. Doing the obvious thing every week, like just laying it with the Indianapolis Colts, or you know just laying it there with Baltimore. Some of these big favorites, obviously, you know the big one is Cincinnati. They went all the way to minus seven. If you lay it with these. Good teams that are supposed to win, they don't always win. That's the whole point here. So as a contrarian, you don't hate the books. You learn to love the books because you are on the same side as the house. That's the whole point. The house always wins. So therefore, I want to be on the side uh, that is getting the minority of bets, you know, less than 50%, less than 40%, less than 30%. And I want to be with the teams that, quote unquote, the book needs. Because if a book needs a, a side, I want to be on that side that they need. So again, as a contrarian, we're actually fans of the house because we're rooting for them. When they win, we win. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, um, you know, public betters have a good day here and there. Of course, they could have a good day. They could have a good few days. They could have a good week. You know, again, but betting is a cycle, uh, and also it's a long-term slog here. So uh, if you consistently place yourself with the house, like yesterday, again, big, big win and a great uh, teachable moment there. Again, of trying to be with the house. That's just a huge thing. It's a foundational aspect of being a contrarian better. Uh but uh, guys, we'll go through some of these teachable moments from over the weekend. Uh shout out quick real real quick WNBA. Season's over, but Aces baby, we can pop some champagne. It ain't too early. It's over. Aces won the WNBA title. And why is that important? Because on the Market Insights pod right before the playoffs started, a lot of us took a flyer there on the Aces plus 210 to win the WNBA finals and they did it. So it's a great uh end to our WNBA season getting a nice futures bet there. Uh, but tonight, guys, we've got a lot to get to. It ain't over for week two. We have two huge Monday Night Football games. It's almost like I'm getting like PTSD or like flashbacks to the COVID year. Remember when we had like doubleheaders on Mondays? We had Tuesday, Wednesday games. Like the schedule was all crazy. Uh, but we have two games tonight, which is great. I have a play on a side on one of them, and I have a play on a total on the other. So we'll walk through our big Monday Night Football matchups tonight the Eagles and the Vikings, Tennessee and Buffalo also have three Major League Baseball bets that I want to share with you guys today. I know it's not a huge slate. Uh, there's like nine games. There's a couple day games, uh, but three bets that caught my eye. And then I will uh, actually jump into a qu- college football bet, which, again, it's very early, but this is my number one system match, and it cashed over the weekend with Washington, unranked home favorite, first-ranked opponent with reverse line movement. So shout-out to my guy Tim Fraley and Jay Wubbs on Twitter for pointing this out to me. And I uh, I would have stumbled on it myself, but luckily I got – uh, you know, I got I got people all over the world uh, looking for looking for our system matches. So appreciate it, you guys uh, sending that to me, and I'll share it with the pod uh, crew today. But that's a bet that I did place early. I did place now, and it's moving in our favor, and it's my number one system match. So excited about that. Um, real quick, guys. Last time we talked, looking back toward Friday. Friday we went three and three minus zero point nine one units. So uh, one that really bugged me on Friday. Uh, we got the Mets under. We got Cleveland. We got Atlanta. Seattle, Tampa Bay let us down, but the one that really bugged me was Louisville plus three. I mean, that was a play that was epic, epic, you know, uh, you know, primetime contrarian dog, some buyback there. I probably should have taken the over cause the over cashed, Uh, but Louisville had a chance. They're kind of up the whole time. The court, quarter, the quarterback for, um, for FSU got hurt. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Malik Cunningham was running around making plays, but, uh, they really couldn't stop it. In, uh, FSU at the end. So he couldn't get Louisville plus three. I think they, what well, did they lose by four or five? That was a tough one, but we leaned on Wyoming. Did anyone play Wyoming there against Air Force? They came through, uh, so that was a nice hit. Uh, UFC. We couldn't get Chidi Najukuanu. Unfortunately, he lost. Aspen Ladd didn't make weight. That uh, fight got postponed. Uh, but it was a good weekend for for NFL. Obviously, I'm looking at the plays we talked about uh, on Friday's pod. Miami getting points. They covered in one. The Giants dance with the one who brung you. The New England Patriots. That's why you money line, teachable moment. You don't lay the three. It got all the way up to three. You lay the three, you push. Uh, you got a better number than that. You won, but Moneyline came through. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, late evolving play as well. Saturday, uh, games we talked about, three and three. Nebraska, that's one of those plays, man, that like you bet it and you're like, I am the biggest idiot in the world. Nebraska ended up obviously getting rolled there. Uh, but I'm not going to kick myself too much. I think looking back on it, you know, you take a 11, plus eleven, ten and a half. You know, remember that was really, really sharp play, insanely lopsided. You fire a head coach. Typically, you come back and play better the next week. But uh, that—that's one of the plays where I think you know you bet Nebraska. They get rolled. You feel like a complete idiot taking Cornhuskers there, and then that kind of clouds you moving forward. Like the next time a really sharp play like that happens, you like you won't believe in it, or you'll go the other way. It was just a loss, guys. It was lost like any other loss. Nebraska just didn't show up. They're terrible. They're pathetic. Uh, They're up seven, nothing. I'm like, Oh, sharp money. Here we go. And then I don't think they score the rest of the game, but don't, don't let a one game sample where it maybe looks really bad. And all your, your public friends at the bar, like, yeah, hammer, hammer, Oklahoma, they're going to roll. And they, they won. So shout out to the public. They got a huge win there. Books took a hit. Um, But don't let that play make you question moving forward. Uh, the validity of sharp moves. I think that's kind of an important thing just to keep in mind. So, again, I see another play like that. I'm going to make it. Typically they win more than they lose, but obviously they're with Nebraska, pretty pathetic. Uh, Couldn't get BYU or uh, NIU, unfortunately. But 3-3 overall, uh, we did get Syracuse on the money line, a nice dog to favorite. We got New Mexico, sharp move four down to, uh, what was it, 2.5. And And then the big one was Washington, the ultimate fade-the-trendy dog. Washington was unranked uh, unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent and they beat michigan state there so three and three college but four and two nfl Uh, and you maybe add more nfl plays there with a lot of these dogs coming through so either way guys we're grinding we're going on to week three here but before we do we got to finish up with some big monday night games Um, just a couple of things i wanted to mention before we move on to uh, our games for tonight some teachable moments i think it's really important when you get to monday you know that you look back on your sunday card and i think you know as betters it's like oh if you had a good sunday what do we need to talk about? What do we need to discuss? We had a good day. You're happy. You made some money and move on. If you had a bad day, you don't want to even think about uh, the games. You want to put them aside. You want to let them go, flush them down the toilet and move on as well. But whether you win or lose or whether you bet a game or if you lay off and either wins or loses, you know, again, these are the things that you want to apply moving forward. It's just a couple of them that I wanted to mention. The Patriots one, ultimate fade, the trendy dog. Again, why did that open New England and overreaction week favored? And they became more of a favorite even though you had almost 70% of bets there taking the Steelers. So, again, every time when you see a favorite, number one, contrarian favorites I love anyway because the public loves betting favorites, and if they're on a dog, we want to fade that trendy dog. So, uh, again, that's a teachable moment. You see that come around again, a team only getting 30%, but the line's moving in their favor. I'll take that side and I'm gonna go money line if it's off for or, or you know lower than three or lower basically. I'll pay more juice to make sure uh, that I can just have to you know win the game here. Uh, but then also the Jaguars were a late evolving play keeping out for late money. We talked about that one on Friday, but I think it was four down to three and a half even got down to three. Pay attention to injury reports when it was Pittman out and Shaq uh, Leonard out. Uh, that was another indication there that you know Jags were taking in respected money. The other one is New Orleans. You know, I thought New Orleans was a really sharp play. You know, getting two and a half, three down to two and a half. That's a play that, you know, I lost on the Saints, but I'll make every single time. Again, Brady, obviously, uh, you know, and they were down 3 nothing the whole game. I'm like, is this going to be a 3 nothing win, like a baseball win? Uh, but obviously, Brady's too good. New Orleans, Winston made too many mistakes. But that's a play that even though you lose, I'll make every time. A divisional dog with reverse line movement, uh, dog low total, a bunch of system matches. So, again, uh, that the one I'm not going to kick myself too much. Um, and then also the Giants, as I mentioned. Again, I money lined them when I think they were minus one and a half. They got to two, but then they flipped all the way to minus uh, plus one. So money definitely came in Carolina there. But if you guys know me by now, dance with the one who brung you. Sleep in the bed that you made. It's important to me when, obviously, we're always trying to beat the closing line. If it does go the other way, if we're getting beat by the closing line, I'm not going to double down. I'm not going to bet the other side. I'm not going to buy out of it. I'm just going to stick with my original bet. And the Giants came through for us on that one. I think the other teachable moments, guys, um, in terms of a couple big line moves, like with Arizona uh, and with Dallas. I think it's important that if the line moves so far away from you, just don't take that bad number. Obviously, easier said than done, but um, you know, in these you know, obviously with Vegas, they were up big in that one. But Vegas opened two and a half; they get up to five and a half. Is there really much value to bet Vegas there, laying five and a half when you're three points off the opener? Not really. Um, you know, the other one there was Cincy and Dallas. Remember the lookhead was actually if if um, I think if Prescott was, was healthy it would have been Dallas like minus three, flipped all the way to Cincy minus seven. Again, if you're laying the seven, you're getting the worst of it with the public. So these are the little things that I think are really important. Um, and again, you're if you're getting the worst of it, there really isn't too much value. You might sneak away with a win, but long term, if you do that, if you're laying a five and a half when a game opens two and a half, if you're laying a seven when the lookhead is plus three, um, you know to me that's um that's kind of a, a bad number that. You may sneak out a win again, but you don't want to do that long-term. Uh, the other one that I wanted to mention, I didn't play Atlanta. Uh, they only lost by four to the Rams. That was 13 down to 10, some sharp money toward Atlanta. So that's something to file away moving forward. Uh, and then also Houston. Guys, I uh, did my DraftKings show yesterday, which is great. I'm really excited to be a part of it. You know, Week one, I just kind of got my feet wet, but I was a full analyst last week. Won my first best bet on the New England Patriots, which I'm happy about, and they're keeping track of all the records. So I got my competitive juices flowing again here. But um, I think the important thing there uh is is when we're actually we're talking about this, you know, what did you learn from week one? What can you apply moving forward? One thing that I learned is coaches. You know, I'm a believer in Dayball now. That's why I you know, stuck with the one who brung me with the Giants, even though it went the other way. But then also I'm not a fan of Nathaniel Hackett. I think this guy is way in over his head. He feels like another like Matt Nagy or one of these clueless coaches who has no idea what they're doing. So I added Houston late. You know that was plus eleven down to ten and a half. Some books were inching down to ten. You know that's a dog low total. I'm just not gonna lay points, big points. I mean, I mean if it's a smaller spread maybe, but if Denver's laying double digits, Wilson to me doesn't look like the old Wilson. Maybe he's a little bit overvalued now. But Hackett is a coach that I don't want to get behind. So, couple things I learned. I'll bet against Hackett, and I'll bet on Dayball for the time being. And then also, uh, Chicago Bears in Green Bay. That's one that I lost on Chicago. I'm kicking myself there a little bit because um, even though I had a prime time system match there on Chicago, and it was a divisional dog low total, and the line really didn't move off of ten. But if you look closer at the betting percentages, that was a fade the trendy dog play. So that's one that I will learn moving forward. Not just falling in love too too much in love with a system. Now, that being said, like primetime unders are 5 0 oh so far. But the point being, you know, I think it's uh, really critical to, you know, look at those percentages and not get locked into a play too early. Because if you look at Green Bay, I think right before kickoff, they were getting like 35% of bets, but like 70% of the money. And it was juiced up, inching back toward Green Bay minus 10 and a half. So, again, these are the things that we want to file away. Are we going to win every bet we make in NFL? Obviously not. I think we had a good day yesterday, see if we can build on that moving forward and cash some more tickets here. But uh, real quick, guys, I know that's kind of a long-winded spiel, but on Monday, I do think it's important to kind of have an autopsy of your plays. What'd you get right? What'd you get wrong? What can you apply moving forward? So hopefully that helped a little bit here. Uh, But real quick, before we dive into these big Monday night games, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter. It's now called the VEASAN Daily. It's free. It's sent to your inbox every morning. It's the best way to stay plugged into VEASAN and everything that's going on in the sports betting market. So just go to VEASAN.com slash newsletter. You'll have a link at the top of the newsletter for my new Morning Bets daily podcast. So, again, it's only 10 to 15 minutes, but if you're an early riser, 6.30 a.m., I'm also learning that, um, you know, who's the early risers out there because when I tweeted out at, like, 6.30, uh, you know, some people DM me or retweet it. So I see you guys. I see you. You hard workers waking up early. Um, but you will get linked to the Morning Bets pod. Um, today's newsletter obviously was a ton of money in it. football coverage, uh, with Tennessee, Buffalo, Minnesota, Philly, Dave Tooley has his plays. I have my sharp report for both games, Adam Burke, uh, Danny Burke, who are not related, although they're uh same last name, Brady Cannon, have our plays in the double header, Steve Mackinnon's power ratings, and a bunch of early, um, uh, look eds here toward, uh, college football week four, early week three NFL lines. Great information there. visoncom slash newsletter. Then lastly, you want to take the next step in your sports betting journey, sign up for a VEASAN All Access membership. All you got to do is go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It costs you the equivalent of less than 70 cents a day. And if you guys don't know this, again, we revamped everything that we offer over the summer, and now you get way more when you become a member. So you will get uh, all of these actionable pro tools, pro picks, so you know all the best bets from all your favorite people at VEASAN. Pro tips as well. You'll get a live stream of all the VEASAN shows almost legal sports books, all included when you become a member. So give it a shot, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Then lastly, get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting convo never ends. Twitter's where we stay plugged into a real-time market. Uh, again, you want to know injuries, especially on NFL Sundays when inactives come out, creating a local um, – uh, creating a betting community so you can talk to other people through direct messaging, following local beat reporters. But make sure you follow at Live the Mothership, and you can follow me at Josh underscore Insights. And again, you can always DM me or shoot me an email at josh at So, with that being said, guys, I know it's kind of a long, rambling open here, but again, Mondays, I think it's important to kind of talk about what happened over the weekend. Um, so, you know what? Let's take a very short break. Uh, I know I'm keeping you guys, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I don't know, um, you know, kind of postponing it here, but hopefully getting you amped. But we're going to take a very short break, and then when we get back, we're going to get into our plays. So, we got two Monday Night Football matchups, big ones here. I got to play on a side, I got to play on a total. We have three MLB plays to discuss, and then also college football, an early, early system match, my favorite system in college football. We'll hit on that, an early bet here that I made on a Monday when we return in episode 661 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena, approaching betting from a data-driven, sharp contrarian angle, your buddy Josh Applebaum. Stick with us, guys. We'll be right back.
3: xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a and e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on Haya. searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iheart radio's hit nation playlist There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
4: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't.
2: This episode of Market Insights is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California sports fans and bettors in on the action. There's no good reason why your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online while Californians are left out in the cold and forced to still deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures that California finally catches up to the rest of the country. So make sure you vote yes on Prop 27, and this fall's midterm elections. All right, everyone, we are back at it. Episode 661 of the Market Insights pod. How was your weekend, and who let the dogs out? No one's answered me. Who let the dogs out? Great weekend with dogs, guys. As we mentioned, 8-3-1 ATS, six outright wins, but don't sleep on those unders. Unders may not be sexy, but who cares about sex? You know, it's really sexy when you cash a bet. That's what's sexy. Uh, But 8-4-1 yesterday, 21-9, 70%. Will they be 70% all year? Of course not. But, man, it just goes to show, you know, defenses are ahead of offenses, public hits overs, good time right now to be leaning on some unders. So, with that being said, as we did a quick, you know, I guess it was a longer recap than I wanted, uh, but I saved all our bets for the second half of the pod, so let's get right into it, guys. Monday Night Football, Uh, my favorite play of the night, uh, I am going to go to the 8.30 game. Remember, there's two games tonight. Tennessee-Buffalo at 7.15, Minnesota-Philly at 8.30. I'm going to go to the late game, 8.30, and I'm going to go Eagles on the money line. Uh, this reminds me a lot of the New England Patriots game, a fade, the Trendy Dog late move, um, but Eagles money line, minus 135. So the, my reasoning here, guys, number one, if you take a step back, I think it's important to not lock yourself into a bet too early in the week because when this line first dropped, it opened Philly minus three it got all the way down to Philly minus one and a half. So it was like, okay, Minnesota taking in a lot of respected money here. Uh, It's obvious, you know, Minnesota would be a lot of my dog system matches, primetime dogs. Minnesota looked like a play with that late movement in their favor. But with the importance of not betting too early, it's important because, you know, you want to look at the entire metamorphosis of a line. You don't want to just bet something really early in a week and see something change. And to me, the other thing is it's not just about the line movement and maybe the line going one way early and then major buyback the other way, but it's also sometimes a play evolves into a really, really trendy dog. And I don't want to be on a trendy dog. I've talked about this forever. It's one of the early things I learned as a contrarian better. You want to get and get down and, and buy on buy low on those gross, disgusting hazmat dogs that look like they got no shot. And you want to bet against the dogs that everyone else loves. The whole point being, if the public loves favorites, the rare opportunities where they take a dog, they they then basically overvalue that dog. So if a if a dog is getting less than 50% tickets, I tend to like them. If a dog's getting more than 50% tickets, 60, 70%. I want to bet against them and go contrarian. It's the kind of like as a contrarian, you're almost always betting dogs. This is kind of the one play where you go the other way as a contrarian and take advantage of that favorite. That's really unpopular. So for me guys, number one, again, it it went early Minnesota three down to two, uh, one and a half, but then all late movement over the weekend, major buyback on Philly. When this line bottomed out at Philly minus one and a half, it then I think pros kind of said to themselves, okay, this thing is too low. Also, I'll throw this at you. Was this a Billy Walters head fake? Where again, maybe Billy Walters, and I don't know if he did or not, I'm just this kind of thing that he's notorious for. His true position was Philly, so what what does he do? Early on in the week, he bets Minnesota big at low limits, drops the line to get a more favorable number, off the key number, then he hammers Philly at a better number. Again, it's really impossible to know what's a head fake and what isn't, but maybe this reminds me of kind of a head fake, because all late movement is going toward Philly. And why is that important? Because Minnesota guys across the market, they are getting almost 70% of bets. The public is all over the Vikings. They came through for us in week one. Dog to Fave, uh, a big win there against the uh, Packers, whereas Philly did beat the Lions, but they didn't cover that number. I think they won by three, and they laid the uh, the six there. By the way, who's sweating? Amron St. Brown. Nice little start for our St. Brown overs with our prop bets. But anyway, guys, this has evolved into a Fave the Trendy Dog play. Late movement is going back toward Philly. Um, which is always important. Late movement with limits raised. Where's the line going? It's going back to the Eagles. And then also Eagles with a massive bet discrepancy. The Eagles are only getting 33% of tickets tonight, but they're taking in 79% of the money. Is this thing on? For those in the back, 33% bets, a third of the bets, but 79% of the money. That is a massive, and I mean massive, plus 46% smart money discrepancy. That tells me that you're only getting a third of tickets, but those tickets that you're getting, only a third of them, they're big, big wagers from expected better. So I'm going Philly here, guys. This is a very rare contrarian primetime home favorite. Uh, There's also a buy low team that didn't cover week one against a sell high team that did cover. Uh, so again, I always like to buy on a team that didn't cover versus did because it's kind of the ultimate you know, undervalued versus overvalued spot. But make it simple on you guys. Early move was to Minnesota, but all late movements back toward Philly. Philly is a super contrarian, fade the trendy dog play. Again, like New England. Uh, where everyone's on Steelers, everyone's on Minnesota here, yet line went to Pats, line's going back toward Philly. 33% bets, 79% money, didn't cover versus did. I'm going Philly, guys. And again, if you want to lay the two and a half, I don't blame you. You know, I think the way this is trending, you know, I went to bed and wrote about it in the newsletter. It was like minus two and a half, minus 110. I'm seeing some minus two and a halfs, minus 115. So this may creep back up to minus three, at which point, you know, again, you could lay the two and a half now, save some juice. But I go money line in these plays, guys, like the Patriots. You lay the three, you push. You went money line, you win. Give me the Eagles on the money line. I got them at minus 135. Let's go Eagles. Just win the damn game. Now, I didn't play the total here. It did take in some over money. You know, it opened around 47.5. It's up to around 49. But with these primetime unders doing so well, 5-0, it's just a no bet for me. So I'm not playing the total. But I really, really like Philly. This is the play that I'm so excited to sweat tonight because, again, you're giving me a A prime time home favorite, only getting a third of bets and late movement in their favor and a massive bet discrepancy. Let's go Eagles, baby. I'm on Eagles, money line, minus 135. Now to the early game Uh, Tennessee and Buffalo. I'm intrigued by Tennessee plus 10. Um, You know, the line open at some shops as low as like Buffalo minus seven and a half, it's all the way up to Buffalo minus 10. Tennessee would match dog who didn't cover versus did. Uh, you know, dog made the playoffs last year. I have some good systems here, like 60% on Tennessee, but my one thing keeping me off of Tennessee or a couple things are keeping me off. Number one, um, Buffalo has a really big rest advantage in this one. So if you remember the bills, they played opening night. That was a Thursday. Uh, that was September 8th, Tennessee played on the 11th. So Buffalo is at home and they have a three-day rest advantage. So again, Tennessee didn't play well. Uh, this is a team that, you know, over the off season, you saw a lot of their win totals and numbers. Really juiced up under, so maybe they expected regression from this team. I, If you're making me, you know, I have to bet this game, okay, I'll take Titans plus 10, but this is a no bet for me. I don't want anything to do with this, with this spread. Again, you can tell me the 10 now has some value. I think if there's one thing you want to do, keep an eye out for late movement. We're on a key number of 10 right now. Does it get juiced up, plus 10, minus 115, like it's getting back down to 9.5? If so, and you can still get a 10. That's a good sign for Tennessee, but if you see it go the other way, minus 10, minus 115, like it's going to 10 and a half, then boom, that's late more late movement toward Buffalo. So I just want nothing to do with this game uh, in terms of the side. But what I do want to do is I want to take advantage of an under here. Give me the under. This is my bet. I'm on the under 47 and a half. Uh, now you could have gotten a better number here. It did open around 50-ish, you know, 50 and a half. Uh, it's now down to 47 and a half. But that's notable to me because all money is going under here. Uh, basically the money is, but the bets aren't. Public sees Josh Allen, uh, High-scoring team here right now, uh, around 65% of bets are on the over, yet it fell 50-ish down to 47.5. So 47.5, it's not. It's kind of a key number, you know, 47 basically, but key numbers with totals are not nearly as frequent as they are with spreads. But, again, a 27-20 game, something like that, you know, a 30-17 to game, you know, you want to be able to cash with that hook on the under 47.5. So, again, public over, yet lines falling. Give me the under 47 and a half here. It's only getting 35% of bets, but 76% of the money. That's kind of like a really good bet split, like that Philly bet split reverse line movement to the under both teams, both cash the under, um, in week one, as we had mentioned unders this year, 20 and nine, 70%. And this would also be a windy under, you know, you're up in Bill's mafia country up there, but, and again, you always got to keep an eye out for like the weather, the snow, the wind, the rain, the elements, obviously next to, uh, Uh, You know, obviously the, um, you know, kind of the the lake effect there. It's going to be about 70 degrees tonight, but the winds are going to blow around 10 to 12 miles an hour. So it's nothing crazy, but I do have a system match here. And the wind blows 10 miles an hour or more. The under is around 55%. um, And it's actually five and one so far to start the year. So we have a windy under, both teams went under week one. Public's on the over yet the total's falling. Low bets higher dollars to the under. And then also I think kind of the game plan of Tennessee might benefit an under here. Because if you're Mike Vrabel, and if you're um, Derek Henry, you know, you want to run the ball. You want, what's the best way to, and this is when I was, when my Patriots were the best team in the world, it was always keep the ball out of Brady's hands, keep the ball out of Peyton Manning's hands. Well, how do you do that? By possessing the ball yourself. So I think the game plan with Tennessee is, you know, keep this thing low scoring. If this is a shootout, you're not going to keep up. But if you can run the ball, chew up the clock, keep the ball out of, uh, out of Josh Allen's hands, I think that might be the game plan here for Vrabel. So, with that being said, you run the ball, you chew up the clock. I keep that clock running here. So, uh, again, I'm gonna go under 47 and a half uh, with a lot of reasons like this under. So my two bets tonight in Monday Night Football, I am on Philly, fade that trendy dog, Philly money line minus 135, and the under in the Bills game, under 47 and a half. Now let's move on to some Major League Baseball. Again, we got some baseball today. Uh, first one on the board for me. I'm gonna go Baltimore Orioles. Give me the O's in this one, guys. They're at home against Detroit. It's a 7:05 p.m. Eastern Time start. Uh, this game opened around Orioles, kind of a big favorite, like minus 180. Now they're all the way up to almost minus 200. So about 20 cents of steam in favor of Baltimore. Uh, this is Tyler Wells, or sorry, this is um, Tyler Alexander against Wells. Uh, Alexander for Detroit is three and ten with a 5.35 ERA. He's 0 and two in September, and he's got an ERA of around 10. So he's been really getting lit up here. Poor Alexander. Uh, hopefully, poor Alexander. I feel bad for the guy, but I hope he loses again tonight because uh, I'm on the O's. But 1-11. The last 12 Alexander starts, Detroit is 1-11 in those starts. Um, so that's a bet against for me. Uh, Wells has been pretty good for Baltimore. He's 7-6 and with a 3.93 ERA. Um, we do have a favorite low total. So big favorite around minus 200. Again, 20 cents of steam. Baltimore, minus 180 to minus 200. With a low total of eight, although it is juiced up at some shops, eight over minus 115. Look at these home favorites, minus 200 or more. They're 268 and 108 this year, 71%. So they've done pretty well in general. The Orioles have the better uh, bats, 236 versus 228. Better pitching staff, 389 versus 4.14. Detroit is just 5 and 13 in their last 18 games. Baltimore is in a profitable spot with all these situations tonight. As a favorite, they're 16 and 7. At home, they're 41 and 30. And here's the good one. Maureen Chase, where are you at? Woo-woo! Baltimore against the lefty, 27-18. and 18. Not bad at all. Meanwhile, Detroit is in a fade spot with all these situations. They're 45-78 and 78 as a dog. They're 24-46 and 46 on the road, and they're just 36-69 and 69 against righties. Also, more rested bullpen for Baltimore. The last three games, they've pitched 9.2 innings. Detroit has pitched 12 innings, so hopefully the more rested pen. Excuse me. And then also motivation. Baltimore. Uh, They traded away some guys at the deadline. I think they have a bright future. Uh, But Baltimore, still only four games back of the wild card. Will they make it? Maybe, maybe not. But only four games back, so they're motivated to play well and maybe sneak into the playoffs with that third wild card spot. Whereas Detroit, one of the worst teams in baseball, and they've been eliminated long ago. So give me Baltimore here, guys. Shop around. Uh, I got the O's at minus 195. Uh, Next play for me, uh, this is... One that I'm a little nervous about, but it's so so sharp. I gotta play it. I'm nervous because I'm betting against Max Scherzer. But guys, I'm gonna take a shot at Milwaukee tonight. This one really jumped out to me because uh, it's a 740 game. Great pitching matchup: Scherzer against Corbin Burns. This is kind of dog to fave. Sharp line move. Fade the trendy dog, and maybe that's the theme tonight. Fade the trendy dog. Uh, but anyway, this opened some shops like Mets minus 110. It's now flipped to Milwaukee minus 110, or even minus 112, minus 115. So the line is going toward Milwaukee. Uh, even though across the market, Milwaukee's only getting 24% of bets. So again, 75% of bets on the Mets, yet the line, it's not going up to Mets minus 120. It's flipped, completely dog-to-fave flip toward Milwaukee here. So the Brewers would have value, obviously dog-to-fave line move, but also favorite low total. Uh, Total in this one is seven, down to six and a half. If you listen to the Morning Bets pod, you might have jumped on that under seven and beat the closing line. This would also be a favorite off a loss who made the playoffs. Uh, My other system here that is really good, Monday home favorites off a loss thirty nine and 66 percent uh, this year eight percent ROI uh, Scherzer is great nine and four two point two six ERA but he is coming off the injured list first start off the IL uh, with an oblique injury meanwhile Corbin Burns ten and seven two point nine seven ERA I'm not a prop guy you know I stick to really the conventional you know betting here but I did notice that both pitchers have a uh, K prop of six and a half but Scherzer is juiced up under. Burns is juiced up over. So do with that what you will. Uh, again, if you got the seven on the morning bets pod, you're feeling good. It's down to six and a half, but I'm going to go Milwaukee here, guys. They're only getting a quarter of bets yet. The line's going in their favor. Let's see if the brew crew can get it done for us. Let's go beer makers. And then last one for me, guys, uh, I'm going to go Dodgers under Dodgers under seven and a half. This is a late game, 10, 10, uh, 10, 10 PM. First pitch in, uh, in Hollywood here. This is Arizona against the Dodgers. Uh, this would be Merrill Kelly, who's been good this year, 12-6, and 6, 3.01 ERA. Facing the ageless wonder, Clayton Kershaw, 8-3, 2.44 ERA. Uh, what I noticed here, guys, is the total open 7.5. Some books reduced up over, 7.5 over, minus 115. Now it's completely flipped, dog to fave, juice to the under, 7.5 under, minus 115, minus 120. So I took a shot here on the under. We have juice movement toward the under. Um also, you know, if you go back just like six days ago, these teams played um in Arizona. It was the same pitching matchup, Kelly versus Kershaw. It was a four-nothing win by the Dodgers, so you did cash the under there. The under has a really sharp bet split, only 47% bets, but 80% of the money is on the under. So again, less than half the tickets, but heavy big betting on the under here. and also really good trends to both these teams to the under. Arizona is six and one to the under, their last seven. Dodgers are five and one to the under their last six, and the last six head-to-head matchups between the Snakes and the Dodgers, the under is six and zero. Oh. So let's make it seven and zero, oh guys. We got juiced up under. You know, Dodgers are like a minus two seventy favorite, almost minus three hundred. So uh, kind of correlative betting, favorite low total. Let's get a let's get a nice three nothing Dodger win. How about that? Uh, but whatever we can do, let's make it seven runs or less. Give me that under seven and a half at minus one fifteen or minus one twenty with the Dodgers. So my three baseball bets. Uh, let's go Milwaukee. I got Milwaukee at minus one ten, Baltimore minus one ninety five, and Dodgers under seven and a half. Uh, now to a uh, an ultimate system match play in college football. And again, shout out to my guy Tim Fraley and Jay Wubs on Twitter because they both DM me this as I'm you know looking at my uh, as I'm writing the sharp report for NFL and I haven't even looked at college yet. You guys are sliding in telling me our top system matches, so I appreciate it. Uh, but this is the same match. That we won over the weekend with um, with Washington. Remember, Washington was at home against Michigan State. Michigan State was ranked. Washington State was unranked. Yet Washington State saw that line move in their favor. Very short favorite. Became more of a favorite. Uh, we have the same exact system match on Iowa State. Cyclones, baby. This is a 12 o'clock game on Saturday. Baylor at Iowa State. Uh, this is a Baylor 17th ranked in the country. So 17 overall. You Meanwhile, Iowa State. Cyclones they're unranked. they have they do not have a ranking here. So same exact thing. Iowa State is in that uh, Washington spot. Baylor is in that Michigan State spot. But what's notable to me, it's not just you automatically play the unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent, but you want that line to be moving toward that unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent. So that's exactly what happened here. You know I saw some numbers guys where it was like a, a pick them opener. I even saw a couple numbers where it was Iowa State getting a point or two. Well, now it's completely flipped to the Cyclones minus two and a half. So really sharp line movement in favor of Iowa state here. They would have that unranked home favorite versus ranked opponent buy low fishy system match play here. Uh, And then also only 29% of bets. I know it's early. I would take these. So if you look at like VEASAN.com slash splits, we get our DraftKings percentages. They're real, but you know, on a Monday when a game's played on a following Saturday, tickets are low so that the tickets are real, but take them with a grain of salt. You really want, the, the, the strongest point when it comes to the percentages is when the tickets are high, bigger sample size, more bets have come in. But as of now, only 29% of bets are taking Iowa State here. But it makes sense to me that once this line opened, boom, all money went toward Iowa State. So you guys know me by now. I'm not going to lay a two and a half. Give me money line here. I went Cyclone's money line at minus 140. Uh, there you have it, guys. Another day, another dollar. It's great to get back into the swing of things. Hope everyone had a good weekend. And uh, woof woof, those dogs were barking. That was great to see you over the weekend. Uh, but reminder: if you enjoy the Market Insights podcast, if it's helped you cash some bets, if you feel like since you've started listening on a consistent basis, you've become a little bit sharper, you've learned more about sports betting. You know, maybe you were a you know a person who threw darts and you just bet based on gut instinct and what you think will happen. Well, now you're putting your in, your bias up to, uh, you know to the side. You're looking at data. You're looking at line movement. You're looking at you know, uh, contrarian value and system matches and reverse line moves and all the matchups that we talk about, if that's the case, and maybe the pod has helped you to beat some closing lines, to read the market a little bit better, Uh, maybe you're a flat better now, maybe you're not parlaying everything, Uh, whatever the case may be, if the pod has helped you in any way, you want to let me know you appreciate the hard work I put in, grinding every day in the arena, uh, which I really don't know of any other, you know, pods or anywhere else where, you know, they approach betting in this way. But this way was taught to me and I know it works and it's a long-term grind but it's a blueprint to follow and to hopefully uh, cash some bets with so if any of that is the case you want to make my day uh, buy my book go to amazon.com type in the everything guide to sports betting pick up a copy for you or for a friend it would mean the world to me guys it's got everything I've learned in the industry uh, working here since 2011 uh, at a bunch of different companies but um, you know what I've learned over over the long haul bet against the public you know be with the sharp side. Beat the closing line. Don't parlay. There's a million other things, but, you know, if you want to make my day, again, pick up a copy. It's got everything I've learned, how lines are set, how and why they moved, how to read line movement, how to locate smart money, how to go contrarian, how to place a bet in person or online, bankroll management, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to pick one up, it would mean a lot to me, guys. If you already have, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. With that being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic City, Twin River, in Rhode Island, the Brook of New Hampshire, Foxwoods, or Mohegan Sun. Down in Connecticut, before you know it, at the Encore in Massachusetts. Probably December, maybe, I'm hearing, uh, that we could go legal here. Uh, or out in uh, New York, breaking handle records every day with their massive mobile market. But uh, it's not going to be for long, guys. If you do your part, you Californians out there, if you vote yes on Prop 27 this fall, I don't care if you're blue, red, purple, or you hate politics altogether. We should all you know, unite here and vote yes to legalize betting in California. If you think, again, New York's big, California You, you is just going to be the ultimate biggest domino to fall. A massive market here awaits. Uh, but then, of course, out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walter sends his number runners where the lowest juice possible is found, talking about the South Point. Hopefully we can get some hot dogs tonight. Uh, or, of course, at Circa with, uh, with Stormy and the crew sweating sharp contrarian plays with your feet in the pool at Stadium Swim. Or in front of the big screen getting a victory burger or the Mandalay Bay or the Superbook, my two other favorite books, wherever it may be. You're going to walk up to me. You're going to show me a couple college tickets. Syracuse on the money line. New Mexico in the points. Washington. Fade that trendy dog. And then how about in football? Show me that Miami Dolphins ticket. What an epic comeback, uh, comeback there. Show me a dance with the one who brung you Giants money line. Uh, you know, show me a um, uh, show me a Jacksonville late sharp play, four down to three. But most of all, guys, my Patriots. I've been down on my pats. Uh, I was worried about them going to Pittsburgh, but I said, you know what? This thing is so sharp, I cut my fingers on it. I had to put on a, a Band-Aid because it was so sharp on the Pats, and the Pats came through. Uh, fishy line became a, a even bigger favorite, only getting, what, 25% of bets. But here's the key. You don't lay the three, you money line short favorites because you pay a little more juice, but it'll make the sweat much easier. And when they win by three, you'll be glad that you money lined. Well, that about does it, guys. Have a great, great Monday. Hopefully you can get some of these Monday Night Football plays to come through, some MLB bets as well. College football, that early play that we talked about, Iowa State. Tomorrow, get ready. We'll have a full early sharp report on NFL Week 3. Some interesting lines that are catching my eye, but I think it's kind of early now. I want to let the dust settle a little bit. Uh, we'll have a full breakdown tomorrow at ahead for an early sharp report. So enjoy the sweats, guys. My parting words, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against the Well, smart money went every time. Of course not, but we're playing a long game here. And over the long haul, smart money will win a majority of the time, around 55 to 60% of the time. So if we can can find that sweet spot, find games that fit our model against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some closing line value. If we can do that, we're going to be okay long term. So enjoy the sweats. Enjoy the Monday Night Football doubleheader, guys. And, of course, as always, do not forget to tip your ticket writer. You know why the Dolphins came back and won? Uh, if you were maybe on the, the Cardinals or you're on the Jets, you know why they came back and one Because we've been tipping our ticket writers, doing the right thing. Getting some good juju from the betting gods. But I wish you the best of luck, guys. Enjoy your Monday. And, of course, uh, hope you cash some tickets tonight. Have a great night.